Welcome to another episode of the Unreasonable Art of Living podcast. I'm your host, Gerhard Molin, currently from PISAG in Peru. And as always, enjoy the music. Yeah, welcome back to another episode. Woohoo! Episode 21. Let me just check if the video is recording. Oh, yeah, it's recording. Perfect. <laughs> okay, welcome back to another episode. First and foremost, I hope you're doing fine wherever you are right now. That's the most important thing. And um, yeah, okay. <laughs> what um, a week again. What two weeks or three weeks? Let's put it this way. And. Yeah, episode 20, just a little recap. It was a beautiful conversation with my dear friend and brother, Max. He is a fascinating person, a Wim Hof instructor, um, a therapist, in a, and, and just a very inspiring person who yeah, has a lot of wisdom and knowledge to share. And if you haven't listened to it yet, go check it out. It's a beautiful episode. <laughs> and also, thank you so much for everyone uh, reaching out, for all the feedback. And yeah... Uh, it's quite uh, quite something to be honest. Like now, I'm just realizing I'm in Pisac in Peru, and I can record this podcast, and I can share this with you. And yeah, you take your time to listen to these episodes, and um, yeah, it's really it's quite something. It's quite something, especially realizing what happened the last two three weeks within myself and transformation. I'm very grateful for you, dear listener. Really. Thank you so much. <laughs> and yeah, um, to be honest, this episode is going to be quite a bit of an improvisation. It has been the last four or five days have been quite intense. There was little time to really prepare this episode. Um, so bear with me. It's going to be an interesting episode. But I've, I thought about, yeah, this episode is going to be really about talking really from my heart and um, trying to share with you the, the experiences and, and the things I've learned about myself and how I've healed, so to say. And yeah, so I'll try my best to keep it as clear and still useful for you as possible. <laughs> and also before we get started, big, big thank you, thanks to everyone who has yeah, rated the episode, oh, the episode, the podcast so far on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or shared with a friend or shared it on Instagram. Really, really appreciate it. This is amazing. You make my day. And for this, as always, you deserve a round of applause. Yes. <laughs> I love this button. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to continue to support this podcast and help, kind of like the algorithms on all the platforms to share and make it visible to other people. Give it a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcast. And also it helps if you actually subscribe or follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So yeah, click the follow button and um, you will always get the notification when a new episode is out. All right. Oh, yes. What do I have today? I drink today something wow, I fell in love with. It's 100% cacao. It's delicious. Let me take a sip. Mm, it's so, so good. No sugar, 100% cacao, 
first get a bit used to it, it's a bit bitter. But then it's like this very, yeah, very good alternative to coffee. Even though I love drinking tea, but also, you know, once in a while, they have a good 100% cacao. It's uh, quite something. Mm, I'm taking another sip. <laughs> mm. So, yes, the last two weeks, Peru. What, is, uh, <laughs> what a journey, to be honest. Um, by the way, I got two new tattoos. And if you can guess where, so uh, two tattoos, they're quite big, the biggest so far I've had. <laughs> and you can't see them on the YouTube video. Wait, let me check. Nope. Okay, just check the, the video. You can't see them. <laughs> so there's going to be, a, yeah, let's make, a, let's make a game out of this. Yes. You can win something. What can you win? Let me think about it. Probably a book. Or audiobook or book. And I would say, what has been a beautiful book I've read the last days? Oh yeah, the, actually the one book I'm just finishing. Um, Falling in Love with Life, uh, written by a monk who kind of like ventures out to kind of like the real life, so to say, you know, I don't know if you can re-see real life, but he wanted to really test himself um, what life will be outside of a monastery in this very safe environment. It's a beautiful book. I can really recommend it. And I will gift it. So if you can guess, I've got two new tattoos. If you can guess where they are and what they are, you win this book. <laughs> you can write me a message on Instagram or, yeah, write me a message on Instagram. Uh, you can reach me at find me on Avocado Human, written Avocado H-O-O-M-A-N. And, yeah, make a guess and uh, the best guess will win the book um, Falling in Love with uh, Life. I forgot the name now. Let me check. Uh, by the author. Um. Classic, well prepared. <laughs> yeah, as you can see, this is going to be a free flow episode. So I hope you, I hope you don't mind. But it's ah okay, yeah. In love with the world by Yonggei Mingyuo Rinpoche. Amazing book, really really cool book. And there's like oh, so many books are ahead of me. Yeah. Oh, also a little update on my coaching program. There is uh, so really cool stuff and <clears throat> I learned so many amazing things from positive psychology and especially gestalt coaching psychology. And I think I had an idea. I Because there's so much I learned about very useful things to help people identify their strength. There's something about like helping to uh, help people to reframe, you know, like find, yeah, passion is like a passion recipe so to say to help people to kind of like break thinking errors or behavioral errors they have or like become help them become aware of and i thought like oh i, I really this is so useful and i was thinking how cool would it be if i could you know on the one hand practice but also like give back and i was thinking um i will probably in the next two weeks start a poll on instagram and ask if someone is interested to volunteer to be coached. So completely for free. The only catch is um, the episode will be recorded. 
but you would be yeah have a free coaching um, session in um, how to reach flow states how to identify your strength how to yeah even like help to kind of like stack your goals um find kind of like passion is a bit of a longer longer process but very very powerful stuff so yeah what do you think would you be interested in that because i think it could be a cool win-win situation where i could practice and i could help at the same time and someone could kind of like really uh tap into this really useful techniques um yeah so let me know let me know what you think okay one more cacao sip Good. So, the last two weeks. I think, to be honest, it's a bit, um, as always, <laughs> a word of caution. So, the last two weeks has a lot to do with um, plant medicine. I've attended a lot of beautiful ceremonies. And, you know, there's a, it's very difficult or challenging to talk about this without the danger of triggering certain images when we talk about plant medicine. And... You know, like the two weeks, yeah, <laughs> they really have shown me like um, this is not something like uh, this is not you don't do this for fun. It has no recreation behind it. No, you just don't do this like to get a trip. No, it's actually really, really medicine. And the last two weeks, I've attended several ceremonies with different plant medicines, and I've developed the deepest respect for this kind of medicine because each of the plants it's it's beautiful they kind of like showed me or taught me things in a very different way as if each of the plants were, were a very distinct teacher in their field and yeah let's put it plain i mean like the last two weeks was literally a process of death and uh, rebirth I'm going to talk about death, and I think I mentioned this in episode 19, and we talked about a bit in episode 20. You know, it's such um, a taboo topic to talk about death. <laughs> and when I'm, because we, we assume that, you know, there's this permanence to life, that things last forever, and we don't want to talk about death, we want to don't think about death, the concept of death. And there are many ways to think about death. Of course, you're dying in a literal thing sense but also dying in letting go from who you are and becoming actually freer than before because so often we are attached to certain egos and identities so deeply that we actually have forgotten who we really are and this is what in many spiritual realms it's talked about death in that sense that we can die every day and almost, especially in Buddhism, they talk about death. You know, when you go to sleep, you actually die as well. And the next morning, you have a new chance to uh, wake up and start a new life. And yeah, the last two weeks was <laughs> literally uh, a process of dying and, and rebirth. And... Yeah, it's um, it's quite was quite magical. So the, the first did the first ceremony on October fourteenth, and funny enough, one year ago, October fourteenth, two thousand twenty-two, I yeah, it was a very dark moment of my life. And actually, when you go back to episode 
was it two or three when I talk about how stoic um, I thought helped me in these dark moments. It was around that time. And in 14, on October 14, 2022, I wrote a diary entry and I kept it on my phone to also remind myself that even the darkest moments of your life, there's always light. And you, or you there's always light and you will find light that keeps you going. And I couldn't, it was a bit eerie because I guess I, I looked at, I scrolled through my phone, through my notes and I found this diary entry. October 14th, 2022. And October 14th, 2023, I took, um, participated in the first ceremony with Ayahuasca. And this little did I know, I didn't expect to actually participate in even in more ceremonies than Ayahuasca. And this ceremony kind of like kicked off the whole process of dying and letting go and rebirth. And it was fascinating. I talked about this ceremony in episode 19. And, you know, actually at that point I thought, you know, like um, I don't need, need more ceremonies anymore. But the next days I visited my mom. We traveled. We hiked up a rainbow mountain in Peru. It was beautiful. And for some reason there was an inner voice um, telling me, hey, there's... Um, what about if you try Bufo? And why I kind of thought about this idea, because um, some other people in this medicine community participated in the Bufo ceremony. And Bufo ceremony is a very interesting um, ceremony. It's, it's really, it's, um, you smoke pure DMT, I think the strongest in the world. And this DMT kind of like is, um, you can find on a frog in Mexico, which lives underground. And no one knows why this frog has this the strongest steam tea in the world on his back. <laughs> and yeah, and then I was like, I, I wrote um, Vero at the medicine community. Hey, I'm coming back on Thursday. So I was away for Monday to Wednesday. Is the possibility to participate or at a buffo ceremony? And lucky enough, another person in the community at the same time asked the same question and then we were able to participate on Thursday. And it's a, wow, it's a quite an experience. So, Bufo, you smoke, and it lasts only 15, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, but um, you lose complete track of time and space. And uh, it was a beautiful ceremony. So, yeah, um, I smoked the DMT and then whoosh, you're gone. Like, yeah, I just remembered it was like this complete dissolving very scary the first time but you just have to surrender and whatever you think you are disappears whatever identities labels names picture of yourself completely disappears this is complete ego death it dissolving and after this dissolving becomes this reassembling and in this moment this reassembling dissolving reassembling, reassembling is something died in me an entity I was not even aware of I was that was part of me and 
on that day, I didn't know yet exactly what died, but I just felt, oh, something died inside of myself. Something that has been attached to me for, yeah, I would say even 20 years since the divorce of my parents was gone. And I remember I woke up after this 20 minutes and I was just smiling. I was laughing. I was like, wow, really? This? This? There was something, you know, like I felt so light suddenly. There was some... Um, I'll describe it. It, it. it was so scary because like you would think that you know who you are, but then this entity or whatever ego or labels is being removed and suddenly you're like, oh wow, this is how it feels like when you really feel yourself. <laughs> it's like this most uh, freeing and liberating feeling I've ever felt. But at that point, I didn't know exactly what died. It was just something I knew. And then the next day on Friday, this was on Thursday, um, there was the beautiful birthday ceremony of Mitsu, the shaman. And it was an amazing day. We drove to this temple on a mountain, Inca, a very, very old ancient Inca temple. And we, to celebrate his birthday, um, Mitsu, yeah, gifted us and himself uh, a Vajuma ceremony. So it's San Pedro. It's from the also from a cactus, a plant. Also, I've never, <laughs> I've never done it. I've never drank it before. And I did not, I had no idea um, the effect of Vajuma or San Pedro. And I had no idea what to expect, but, you know, it was a birthday celebration. It was a beautiful day. We were on a mountain. And... To keep it short, it was one of the most magical days in my life. So the day before on Thursday, something died inside of me. And the next day, there was a beautiful rebirth. And I can only explain in pictures what I saw. So, yeah, when I med- actually a lot of times when I meditate, I think in pictures. I see like um, pictures that come to, um, come to pop up in my mind. And on Thursday, when I died, I felt like there was, I saw this beautiful, beautiful bird of light. But it was wounded because like there was something removed. It was wounded, but freer than ever. On on Friday was this rebirth, the healing. And there was this beautiful, um, yeah, we were, we were sitting somewhere under this very ancient tree with music and I saw this beautiful bird of light just flying in, in the sky, dancing. And still not completely healed, but almost there. And suddenly, for the first time, so if you listen to this episode, previous episodes, but I've been away from Austria for the last 12 years, always traveling, living different countries. I've lived in seven countries so far. <laughs> it's crazy, actually. And there was always like an inner feeling of like, you know, like not being able to settle somewhere. Except Finland, it was like the last seven years, but it was always like an inner, something inner, an inner voice that always tried to kind of like tell me like, oh, it's not enough. Let's go somewhere else. And for the first time, I saw this very, very clear path ahead of me where I want to go, where I want to be. And I haven't had this 
feeling and clarity in years. Um, it was almost more, almost like um, more like stumbling around and see what's happening. And actually, Lumi, my journaling method, has helped me a lot to kind of like keep course, because otherwise I would just like stumble around. And because with my Lumi method, and if you listen to this for the first time, it's a journaling method that helped me to become very self-aware and keep me on track with kind of like what I really want in life. So what is aligned with my heart, with my intuition, with my authentic self. And it becomes very interesting to see actually when, when the whole journey ended, how Lumi kind of like represented this inner conflict between my authentic self and this entity that died. Because sometimes this entity tried to made decision that moved me in a in a in a in direction which was not authentic to myself at all. And I would kind of like pay the price, I when I say, because then at some point I would wake up, no, that's actually not what I wanted. Why am I here? And then I have I had to deal with the mess. And sometimes um, along the way I hurt people, or but most importantly I or not hurt, but disappointed people. But most importantly I disappointed myself because I didn't listen to my intuition, didn't listen to my inner voice, but rather with to this entity that was attached, an ego uh, that was based on, you know, false expectations about life, fantasies, um, narratives that how life should be instead of seeing life how it is. And yeah, during this day, during this Vashuma ceremony, ceremony, suddenly there was this feeling like, Wow, this feeling, really feeling, feeling yourself for the first time to really know where you want to go and having this belief in yourself that you can do it. And it also showed me uh, where I want to go with Lumi. It was uh, magical. Um, more about it very soon, but um, I'm very excited now to go back to Europe and just really be in Finland, but also like most, now I'm going to be a lot of time in Vienna to be there and really work on this product and this company because I feel like this can help so many people to find their inner voice and to become self-aware and help them to really choose a path that is really aligned with their authentic self and that is based on joy, curiosity, love and collaboration and the willingness to make this world a little bit better. Hmm. This is what I saw in this rebirth day. And yeah, and, that, and then it, this, okay, there was already three ceremonies, two more than I expected in these two weeks. It was first Ayaska, then Bufa, and then uh, there was Chuma. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, now it's enough. Wait, shirt, short, chocolate break. So delicious. Mm-hmm. Let me just check if my video is still recording. Yes. Perfect. And so this was the ceremony on Friday. And then uh, the Sunday, I left uh, the medicine community because I want, me and my mom, we drove, we took a train, beautiful train, the Peru Express train. It was almost like an oriental Oriental Express. It was the most beautiful train I've ever been to. Like, wow, magical. And we drove from Cusco all the way down to Puno, uh, to the Tikitaka, to Tiki, Tiki, Tikitaka Lake. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And um, so we were there from Sunday till Wednesday and it was a beautiful experience with my mom. And yeah, there's more to tell uh, about my mom's journey, but I promise her to not share anything in the podcast until she wants to, she's ready to share as well. But um, I can't wait. I was thinking actually to record a podcast with her. It's going to be probably in German, but it would be amazing to have her on the show. Maybe do you have, um, uh, we can, yeah, I think actually nowadays we could try to translate into English with AI. That would be a cool experiment. So yeah, hopefully, let's see, fingers crossed, I can get my mom on the show and she can share her journey in Peru because that's her healing journey and her honor. And I honor her word and I honor my mom so deeply. I'm so grateful for her. It's um, it's magical. I'm so happy that um, I can experience this with my mom, this travel. And I think there was so much learning also like in between because, yeah, you, you know, you know your mom, but I got to know her as a human as well and as a friend and seeing her as like this, not as a mom-son relationship, but as, as a human-human relationship. And, you know, <laughs> we also got annoyed to each other from time to time, and that's part of it. But that's getting to know each other. And I think I have a deeper relationship with my mother than ever before. And I think, I think this is again, when we talk about death, if we are ignorant to the fact that we will all die and that we have a very limited time, limited amount of time in this life, we might miss the chance to really get to know our parents. Because we might assume, you know, we, we live our life and we do our things and we assume just things going to be forever. And I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity and I decided to really get to know my parents beyond, beyond the father and mother labels. Getting to know the stories how they grew up, their fears, their hopes, their struggles in life, you know, because we grew up and we assume that our parents have figured it all out. But they don't have anyone else most of the time. They're also just human beings and they took on the role of a father and a mother where they had to kind of like be a strong role and pretend that they know things. And it was beautiful to have conversations with my mom where I really got to know her her past and how she grew up and her struggles in life and the fears and the hopes, the maybe regrets. It was magical. And I can really recommend it to anyone to yeah, take it, take your time. Get to know your parents. Really as a human being. And acknowledge that there is no permanence in life. All things will fade away. This podcast will fade away. I will fade away and that's beautiful. It's a it's natural flow of creation and destruction. Hmm. Now I trail off a bit. <laughs> improv improv episode. And so yeah, so then I was with my mom. We had, oh yeah, which was one of the highlights was we were on an island on Tikitaka Lake, which is gigantic. It's a gigantic lake. And we lived with one of the Indigenous people, one of the islands we lived. Oh, email program is still on. Okay, let's close it. 
Um, we live with one of the indigenous people on an island. There's like 4,000 people living in this community. And we lived with her and she was, you know, she, she was cooking for us and it was amazing. It was so beautiful. There was no TV, no nothing. Um, and she jokingly said like, look, I have the best TV ever. And she pointed at their window and was like pointing out at the lake, in the lake. And it was so simple life. Uh, it was remarkable to experience this, to live with those people. Yeah. And so, yeah, this was until a four days trip, Sunday till Thursday. I came back Thursday morning to the medicine community. I was really looking forward to spending time with the people again. Um, really loved them here. It's kind of like a family. And I arrived in the morning and then I didn't know that it was, I thought like, okay, there's a Thursday and I knew there's on Saturday, not a ayahuasca ceremony. And yeah, wow, <laughs> I arrived in the morning and then Mitsu just came out, uh, shouted out the window, yoo-hoo, and uh, kind of like, hey, today's ceremony, um, Vilka. I was like, what? And Vilka has a bit of a, how do you say, bad, I would say bad reputation, it's so unfair, but Vilka is also a plant medicine, of course, and Vilka, uh, the spirit animal or spirit of Vilka is called the piranha. It's also um, DMT from a seed. And you would inhale it through your nose and keep it. It's very, yeah, it's not so, it's an interesting experience. <laughs> Let's put it this way. But what it does is like Vilka uh, is the sister, kind of like in the lineage of um, Ayahuasca, which is the grandmother. And Vilka, so we had, <laughs> I didn't expect this. I was like, okay, let's do it. I actually was so tired. Uh, oh, Oh, yes. <laughs> a little detail. I was on the way back from Wednesday to Thursday. Me and my mom drove back in a bus. Wow. It was the most amazing bus experience I've ever had in my life. You had like this first class seats almost completely being able to, um, to lean back. Really comfortable, really comfortable cushions. And it's like, wow, really cheap. It was like so cheap to travel back. And I was like, why don't we have these buses in Europe? Everyone would drive to take a bus. I mean, it's, a no, it's even more comfortable. Than, like, wow. I was mind blown. Okay. Anyway, so I came back. <laughs> wow, this episode is <laughs> pure free flow. I hope you don't mind. Um, I promise the next episodes will be a bit more structured again. And so wait. So yeah, I came back. <laughs> completely caught off guard as a ceremony on the same day at around lunchtime. And I was a bit hesitant because I I knew uh, Vilka from my first ceremony in July. It is an, it's an intense experience. It's because you have to keep it in your mouth. So you kind of like get it um, blown into your nose and you have to keep it there. You're not allowed to blow it out. And it's not so comfortable. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'm here. Let's do it. And it's a proper Vilka ceremony. And if life wants me to do it, I'll do it. Let's just do it. Let's stick to it. For the sake of the whole process I'm going through. And it was, wow. Again, it was a quite unexpected. I thought like, oh, it's going to be horrible. But then I think the first 20, 10, 20 minutes were very intense. I saw very intense visuals in my mind. Even like I had my eyes closed and suddenly I saw a child running and with... Um, What's it called in English? Mm -hmm. Wait, with. I'm just checking, Googling. Uh, one second. 
what are the things called you put you know as a child you uh huh ah yes <laughs> i didn't think about what's in german input let me just google it Ah, kite, of course, a kite. So, sorry for the little um, Google Translate thing. So, I was running, I saw this beautiful child running with a kite. And then I saw a woman. But it was very, built. the picture was not as, it was sharp, but there were not many colors. It was like red, blackish, bit of green. I was like, wow, that's interesting. Where is this going? But then this picture uh, uh, was um, disappeared, and then came this beautiful piece because Vilka kind of like stopped, was finished going through my body. And Vilka, the piranha, is actually used to really resolve deep, 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 deep blockages in your subconscious or in your body. And they say like because it's piranha is kind of like a piranha going through your body and like finding like this fat chunks of fat that kind of like need to be removed and it's often used with people who had um, severe issues with uh, drugs or alcohol, yeah, alcohol drugs um, yeah or like sexual dramas or really really severe things because it, it really removes them and it's a powerful plant medicine and I was scared of Vilka but there was actually nothing to be afraid of and suddenly Vilka told me like trust in what you have seen in the previous ceremonies that was the message i was like wow because you know like you do these ceremonies and it's like you have these fantastic experiences but you know the most important thing is that the real challenge happens then in your real life as always those ceremonies are just 30 percent the real change happens in your real life when you have to make the real decisions and trust in your intuition that's the 70 percent and between the wachuma ceremony and um the vilka where four or five days you know like it's it's a scary feeling because you see all this you have these experiences very profound experiences but yet you have to trust in what you have seen that this is not just some crazy thing that is induced for the plant medicine, but it is actually wisdom. And this trust, I tell you, is not so easy. You might think like you have like these experiences and very profound, but the really, the real, real, really, really, really difficult part happens in your sober real life, so to say, when you have to make the decisions, when you have to stick to the, when you have to trust your intuition, when you have to listen to your intuition and stick to this decision and make the decisions and follow through. That's the real ceremony. And Mitsu calls it, the shaman, the ceremony of life. So there's also a danger that we actually get lost in going through ceremony to ceremony or like same with other kind of like recreational drugs or like whatever we do or just staying in your fantasy world that we like, ah, oh, yeah, we have these insights, but the insights are good, but they are without value if they're not coined into real actions in your real life that result in real change. And that's the hard part. Because 
making decisions in life is a slow process. Very slow. Pro Changing your life is a slow process. It takes commitment. It's not from one day to another. And that's why, for example, like I think it's also like so often when people get uh, frustrated with meditation, the first time they try it, they're like, oh, it's so difficult. And they feel like there's something wrong with them because suddenly they see all this traffic going on in their mind. But in the end, that's the first step. Wow, congratulations. You've actually observed this traffic in your mind. And then you just have to commit to it. And you will see the change happening over, over a long period of time and happens in all kinds of life situations. Small changes every day, but you have to stick to them. And that was the message from, from Wilke, and it was beautiful. I was so such in peace, and I also had to love so much, because like, wow, yeah, I really just have to trust in the plant medicine, and I do. There's so much wisdom. So it's such an intelligence, it's hard to describe. Yes, we know with nowadays, more and more science backs it up, that how profound... For example, so ayahuasca is and how precise it can really find blockages in your body. And actually, I might have to link it in this episode. There was a because it was a study from two scientists in uh, UK where they looked into ayahuasca. They've been researching it, and it's yeah, we know it's DMT, and we know that like yes, um, the brain activity happens. But this is very like hard facts. But it doesn't really explain what happens on a soul level. It doesn't. It doesn't explain the intelligence of this plant. Because like from ceremony to ceremony, it felt like each plant kind of left a marker. Hey, I worked until here. Now the next plant can continue here and they would work together. And for me, that's like an experience. It's also hard to convey without having experiences, experienced yourself. But I have my deepest respect and I also feel a really huge responsibility after having had this chance to experience these ceremonies so this was thursday and i was like wow okay <laughs> one more one more ceremony to go saturday the last one but it's beautiful it was um so it was an ayahuasca ceremony and it was a very special day it was full moon and it was eclipse and mitsu said like this is a special day because this is the day where really where we have to follow through because otherwise we are stuck We would have we would have seen them kind of like with with one foot in the door would would have kind of like started to change, but we have to really follow through, otherwise we are stuck. And that was the meaning of this day. I was like, okay, wow, that's gonna be interesting. And let me just check my notes. <laughs> I have some notes, not much, just like my diary entry I wrote yesterday. Yeah, and then um, it was Ayahuasca on Saturday. So I'm not going to talk about the, the night itself, but just like what happened. I actually, the, yeah, the, the whole night I didn't feel much. It was just until the morning where it just really came up. And it was kind of like the completion of the whole process. Because like when you remember on <clears throat> in the Bufo ceremony, I knew something died and I felt very, there's something freer than ever, but I didn't know why. So there was a, There was a piece missing, a piece of understanding. And suddenly I saw it so clearly. That was on Saturday. And it was the most profound experience I've ever had in my life. And maybe you know it or not, but DMT, 
the compound is actually we have we produce it we humans produce it as well we experience it when we actually um, are born and then we die and also when we in dream states a bit of DMT is released and on that ceremony it felt like it must have felt like what you feel as a newborn child this release of DMT in your body what I would call a drop of life energy and life force And I received that. Uh, it was a, a feeling of, wow, and we all have this within us. We just have forgotten it. This immense energy of life, of creation, of love, of co collaboration. You, me, we all have it within us. And it also showed me what exactly died. And I had to cry at the end of the ceremony. Because for 20 years, I always felt like there's this Yeah, hmm, how to put it? I would there was a, a pair of glass or some layer in front of me that I didn't feel like completely me. And so often, yeah, I would I would walk through life with this skewed worldview that there's like this expectations of life, how it should be, of what I want to, false hopes, false expectations. And it would make Made, made me decisions that yeah would result in directions in life that would end in a mess. And there was also this conflict of like this ego trying to pull me in a way direction. But on the other hand, there was like this very, very, very soft intuition that says, no, you don't want to do that. And it only became stronger and stronger the, the, farther, the further ahead I went to the direction which was not aligned with myself. And so often in my life, then I was um, left with this mess that was created along the path. There was like, there were people hurt or disappointed. There were things, failures. And I, I don't regret any of this. But suddenly I saw what caused this, what caused me these directions or decisions sometimes. And it was not me. It was a layer so intertwined, so tethered. It's an entity with my soul for over 20 years. And I probably, you know, I saw it. It started with the divorce of my parents when a lot of things happened. And, you know, like you think that's who you are. But actually, it's not who you are. It's just like this weird entity that is based on fear, insecurities, validation-seeking, greed, lust, false fantasies, hopes, false expectations. And this entity was gone. And I could see, suddenly I could see it. I could really see it, all the situations and how actually Lumi, my trailing method, why I developed it. Because I wanted to have a system to keep me on track when I actually would again fall into the trap of following this entity's path, so to say. A path that is not aligned with me, which is like just completely about wrong expectations of what life, very ego egoistic, about creating a narrative about life, how it should be, of who you are and what you deserve and um, how special you are. And then I thought like, wow, and actually with this method, with Lumi, with the diary entry, so often I could see patterns, weeks or months, where I knew something was off, but I kept moving in that direction, but at some point it's like, 
no, I made and, and something's not right, and I course corrected. And it's a very subtle method, but suddenly <laughs> I saw why why these things happened. And yeah, no, you know, like even be to be, I wasn't even aware of that this that of this how to say kind of like pair of glasses that would skew and like distort the worldview up until seven years ago when I started meditating. Then I became aware of it. And it wasn't like three to four years out into meditation where I could really see a distance. I could see like, okay, there's sometimes I would do things that are not aligned with me, but I didn't know why. And I didn't know that this was so intertwined deeply, deeply, deeply within myself with wounds and traumas from my early childhood. Yeah, and also I didn't know how deeply it influenced me. And I thought, this is me. I really thought, this is me. And it was so liberating to be free of this, I call it entity, a shadow that died. And it's very hard to describe the clarity and beauty I can see at the moment of the path ahead of me. And this courage I have to commit to decisions, to commit to people. And there's one very special person I want to commit to and I will talk about this very soon more. It's a very personal topic. And I can't wait to be in Europe to yeah, commit to this journey ahead of and to double down and commit to you, my dear listeners, and keep sharing and keep sharing this knowledge and my experience and helping you sharing what the coaching program and hoping to make you or share more about the Lumi journey. I'm really excited about everything ahead. And at this point, you know, I really want to thank you again, dear listeners, especially to those who have been listening from episode one onwards. You have, um, give me, you gave me the trust that this episode, my ideas and my words are worth listening to. You know, like a, it's now five, wow, 20 episodes. It's five months. Wow. I mean, like the podcast has been now growing really beautifully organically. It's still far away from anything like huge, but it is something. And for those, especially the early listeners, you decided to commit to something that no one knew. <laughs> and I really appreciate you and you will always have a special, special, special place in my heart. And I'm very excited to continue this journey with you. And yeah, I hope you didn't mind this very freestyle episode. I still have to process a lot. I might have to do another episode when um, maybe even can communicate with, with more clarity about what happened. But I felt like today, I just want to talk from my heart. And there's things I want to draw and then I can communicate about it. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. And yeah, two things. A, if you can guess where I got my tattoos or what it is, the best guess will win um, Falling in Love with Life by, I forgot the name again. Let's check it. By, uh, by Yongai Mingyur. In Porsche. <laughs> okay. 
And if you're interested in a coaching session about how to reach flow states, how to identify your strength, how do you find your passion, reach out to me. I would love to do uh, free coaching sessions. They will be recorded and um, don't worry, we can always cut out things that are too personal. But I think it's a cool experiment to kind of share what I learn with you. And I can practice and you can, yeah, kind of take it, like learn from these really powerful techniques because I think they shouldn't be um, always be behind a paywall. So if you're interested, reach out to me. I will write, I also do a poll on Instagram. And without further ado, 48 minutes this time. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day wherever you are right now. <laughs>